game changers live once again so uh we are in for an absolute treat tonight so the first thing i'm going to do is i'm uh, going to get this uh sharing out there so we can make sure as many people get value as possible so let me check this out and uh, Diane, if you could do the same i don't know if it's possible for you out there that you can oh here we go look my phone right, is so my phone is notifying me already here we go i got mine let's get some people on here here share this write a post share 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 here we go yeah awesome here we go so if you're on here guys uh give us a comment let me know where you are in the world uh we are coming at you from two sides of the pond today and uh, you're in for a treat this is like a little bit of a twist from like maybe what people might perceive as normality but this is my normal this is Diane's normal so um love is good for your business in the real world not just fairy tales not just films so thank you so much, uh, Diane, for coming on here. Uh, we're going to introduce you in a moment, but let's see, uh, you know, where people are. Okay, yeah. So we got some people from the US uh, logging in on here. So first of all, like, you know, just give us a comment. Let, let us know where you are. Let us know what you're looking for this evening. If you've got any questions, it's going to be super awesome. And also hit the share button. Let's get this message out to the world. Uh, let's face it. Eventually, it's going to be out there. The question is of just uh, when is it going to be accepted by certain people? So we're really looking at uh, bringing this in. So do give us a comment so we can see who you are and where you are. Put hashtag live right now if you're watching it live. If you have tuned in on a replay somewhere on some platform, then do put hashtag replay as well because any questions that you ask, we will be sure to get back to you because we may not have addressed them because you weren't watching it live. So thanks so much, Diane. I'm so excited. We just had a brief chat get this uh, awesome real life game changers episode up and running so do uh do give us uh an introduction of your work and who you are so we can get the right questions coming in well i really appreciate being here mark with you and with everybody that's tuning in with us live or if you see this on the replay thank you thank you thank you for being here i really can't think of a more important topic i came to this work the same way everybody else does. I was living my life. I grew up in a, a small town outside of Washington, D.C. in rural Virginia. I went to church. I went to school. I got married. I had kids. And, and my life just wasn't working. And no matter how hard I studied or how many certifications I got or how many books I read or how many episodes of Oprah I saw, right, I realized that what was going on on the outside was was vital and helped my development business-wise as well as personally. But man, once I understood that my power, your power, really comes from connecting to that inner divine wisdom, that's what I call it, that's when everything changed for me. And now my life's work is to help people understand that the clarity, the joy, the freedom that they want in their lives and their business, it comes from that connection to love. Mm. And and uh, we're just looking at all the people coming on in here in a minute. Uh, and it, look, it's a funny old subject, yeah. Uh, so like, 
people normally kind of either get thrown into it or they go on like a discovery uh, of some sort. Yeah. So how did it start out for you? Like what was what was going on for you in the early days? Well, I think like most people, um, certainly people in, in my country and I'm guessing yours as well, we grow up to believe that, you know, we love our parents and then we love our spouse and we love our kids and we love our fuzzy slippers and we love our pets. So this whole idea of love just kind of gets jumbled. What I'm talking about is so much broader and more universal than that. And actually what happened was I was in a really, really dysfunctional marriage. I was absolutely miserable. I weighed probably 70 pounds more than I do now. My health was crap. I just, I just was not having a great life. But I was doing everything I was supposed to. When I started to meditate, that's when I really was able to get connected to that, yeah, to that inner voice. Well, actually, I could hear it because when I was really focused on the outside world, I had all my judgments. I had all my fears. That's what I heard. Wasn't for me until I could go in through meditation that I could hear that whisper that had already been there. I just couldn't hear it because my life was too noisy. Certainly my head was too noisy. Mm. So, um, so what was the turning point for you? Because when people start to experience these type of things in life, you know, either they kind of get inspired and want to make a move or they have to have some kind of desperation or, uh, some, so even some kind of traumas or things that happen in life to like almost push them into a certain direction. So how did that happen for you? And what was that turning point? I think you're right. People come to it in different ways. Some people are born with the knowing that this is just what they're going to do and what they're going to devote their lives to. That's not what happened for me. When I gave birth to my first daughter, and that was 37 years ago, I actually had a near-death experience. And I saw the light, did everything you see in the movies. That's when I first realized there is so much more than what was in my little life. That was the first thing. And then once I started to meditate, that opened up things for me. And about four, four and a half years ago, I actually had what people would call a divine experience where I was given a set of what I call principles or four statements that actually helped me relax into love more. And let me just clarify that if it's okay, Mark. When I'm talking about love, some people might call that God, source, universe, um, the all that is to me, it is the creative, expansive intelligence, energy that makes your heartbeat and mine. It creates galaxies. It makes it makes the flowers bloom. It makes the tides come in and out. Think of how intricate a human body is. And Mark, I know you know about this. The same intelligence that creates the human body is what I tap into to help with the business. If, mm. if this energy can create galaxies, it can help you with your marketing or creating the right clients or helping you find the right investment. It's only our narrow, constricted idea of love that stops us. At least that's my belief. 
Mm. So, so now, so maybe people who are like, no, business is hardcore, got to go for it, you know, got to make this happen, all about hard work, drive, you know, discipline and all the rest of it, which those things are, you know, very important. They started to listen when you said, oh, hey, it can help you with your marketing, it can help you with your investment, it can help you, you know, finding property deals, it can help you building the team. Now, the big, probably difficult thing for people is they might be going out there and going, you know, hell for leather, hard work, and started to see some kind of growth in some way. You know, because from, from sheer determination, sheer work, even though it might just be very forceful, forcefully driven, they start to see some success. So now this is like, oh, this is the winning formula. Got to work hard, got to press, got to hustle. So how does one now bring in this uh, whole being in flow and love state to go to another level when they're so used to like, you know, hammering it, taking action and all of that. So it's a choice, isn't it? And what I would say to that is, and we've mentioned you've got small children, I've got a five-year-old grandson. I can, I don't want to say force, but you know, you can beg, bribe, conjole a kid to do something. It's not pleasant. You might get you might get them to pick up their room, but it's not pleasant. Or you can approach that task. In this case, it's my five-year-old grandson cleaning his room from a higher elevation of emotion, from love, from joy, like let's make this into a game. Now, isn't that a more satisfying way to approach a task? You can approach your business the same way. You can approach your business the same way. From a neuroscience perspective, when we are stuck in what's called the lower emotions of fear, right? Oh my gosh, if I don't get five new clients this month, right? We're going belly up. Shame. Uh, gosh, my dad gave me this business and I've screwed it up. Uh, regret, resentment. What happens in those cases, you are actually only utilizing this back portion of your brain that has to do with survival. And you're right. You can get some stuff done. It's not particularly pleasant, but you can do it. When you elevate your emotions, when you, you and I were talking beforehand, when you're in that constricted state, you can get stuff done, but it can be injurious to your health, your mental health, certainly your physical health. When you open up, to the higher emotions of peace, joy, love, happiness, then you're actually using the part of your brain that is good for strategic thinking. It actually has to do with connection. You get greater creativity. Let's look at it this way. If you are um, in London or here in Washington, D.C. or anywhere in the world, imagine you are on one of those glass elevators that that show that goes out onto the street at street level, you only see what's right around you. But as you go up to the 25th, the 30th, the 40th floor, you have a broader perspective. You can see what was going on right in front of you, but you have this broader expansive knowledge. That's what the energy of love does. So I would invite everybody listening. Don't get hung up on the word love. If you want to call it, something else, call it something else. I had a client once that called it Fred. I don't care what you call it. Just it is the intelligence that is beyond your thinking mind that mm. runs the universe. That's what we're talking about. Awesome. Excellent. Now, so just before we go any further, I want to uh, actually just 
give away a free uh, ticket to something that's happening at the beginning of September. It's a two-day property training that we're doing. And the people who are going to give this away to, uh, all you need to do to be eligible is share this post right now on your timeline and tag at least 10 people. That's all you need to do. Tag at least 10 people. Uh, this ticket will be for you. You are able to gift it to someone else if uh, that uh, sees you uh, better. Uh, it is over in the UK. It is a live in-person event. Uh, and it's all about, yeah, finding the deals, getting your strategy and raising the finance. So let's say um, we want to apply some of this to property investing, for example. Okay. Right? It, 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 would you say there's a difference between like how things have been ran over the last you know, 10, 20 years or so and how it's going to be run uh, and led in the next 10, 20 years? So great question. And what I would ask you and everybody that's ever going to see this, has the last five years been <laughs> normal for you? I mean, in any way, shape or form? From not only geopolitical perspectives, but even here in our country, NASA is showing changes in the electromagnetic fields of the earth. We know, I know in, in the UK, you guys are going through a horrific heat wave. We know there are patterns that are changing. We actually know that they're converging. This to me is a real opportunity for us to go from what we would think of as the me economy or the me business. Let me do what's good for me to let me do what's good for the we. We're going from me to the we economy. And what that means is if it's good for everyone, it is going to be good for you. That's a different way for us to think, but it's more along the lines of, in my industry, we would call it the oneness or the unity consciousness. Because we now are so connected through the internet and all these wonderful apps, we know that when something happens on the other side of the world, it does affect us. We, we are one global community. And the more that we address that, and we could do it locally, right? So if you are doing real estate investing, which is what my dad and lots of folks in my family have done for years, actually, you can go in. Obviously, you want to do something that's going to be a profit for you. I understand that. But perhaps you go into a neighborhood with the idea of how can I better this neighborhood for everybody here and continue to revitalize this neighborhood for the community. Bring back more life, more vitality. Not only does that mean there's a business profit, hopefully, but there is such a sense of satisfaction. I mean, a soul satisfaction to helping others as you do your business. Does that make sense? Yeah, perfect sense. And, um, yeah, so that 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 thing that you said about like you'd call it the you know the oneness and things are changing and all of that stuff. You know yeah. what? It really makes me like smile and and happy because for a long time, and I'm going back now. How am I far am I going back? Five, maybe six, seven years. Okay. I start. I I I change from this kind of hardcore on the phone, lots of calls. You know, you know, let's hit it home type style to, uh, you know, nurturing and connecting and relationship and, and, and actually like people frowned upon it when I was in partnership with other board members. And I was like, I want to just train the people. I know if I can help the people 
you know, feel good, be great in good shape mentally, physically, emotionally. You know, they do wonders for the business. And it was something coming from within. It wasn't like, you know, I had some written instructions. And and a, for, for like a daily basis, it was like this whole weirdness, like, you know, this ain't weird, just hit it, just, just get people on the phones type of thing. You know, so now as the last, you know, seven years have unfolded, and like more and more of this confirmation in the physical world, uh, although I'm, re I'm realizing that, you know, I don't need to wait for it to show up in the physical world to confirm that, hey, this is the path. Uh, just goes to show that there are many people out there and I'm glad, you know, me, you, many other people are pioneering this new way of operating. You know, so the question is, like, let's say, you know, people are still going through this transformation and this evolution. Mm -hmm. Um so, so like maybe you or, or like the leadership or one or two people in the business, they get it, right? But what about the people who are used to like the corporate mentality and, and like and they and they may take this whole, you know, kind of being flow as a as a yeah, let me just kind of be laid back and not really deliver results. Like, what do you do for these people and how do you help them? Is it still a mixture of like, yeah, there's got to be some fear. You've got to make a move or. Do we still, you know, just go for the whole be and flow? Well, I appreciate the question. I'm going to answer it a couple ways. First of all, I think everybody's exactly where they're supposed to be. I mean, I was in fear a lot of years before I came to the, the point of I wanted to be not in constriction. I wanted to be in expansive energy. I answered a call just like you did. This is we can try to rationalize it with our head. And that's why I do podcasts like this. That's why I have classes and clients. But this is a call that comes really from deep within. What I would ask, what I would invite people to do is just to say, am I enjoying doing business this way? Does it bring me pleasure? Not the money, not the, the end result. Does the process bring me joy? am I confined to this kind of schedule? Now I have a schedule. I have to do things like everybody else does. The difference is I've gone more from being dictated by my ego, which is just a personality thing to getting guidance from this state of flow that you mentioned. And then I execute that through my ego. So it's like my decision-making part has shifted a bit. And I would invite anyone who is curious to just try this. Just start with meditation. See how your life can change with meditation. You know, I have this little demonstration that I love. Think this would be a good time for this, Mark? Yeah. Okay. If you all have children in your lives or if you have, if you've ever had a new puppy, a new kitten, a brand new anything, when life comes onto this planet, it's like this piece of paper. It's pure, it's clean, it's open. I know with young children, just their sense of authenticity, they don't go onto a playground and decide, oh, I can play with that kid because he's wearing the right labels on his clothes or I can't play with that. There's just this openness and this joy and this curiosity. That's how we all came in. That's how we all came in. So we come in as these spirits. This is what's called the unconditioned self in psychology. The Buddhists call it the original face. Then what happens as a little one? Maybe we hear mom and dad fussing. Maybe they're fussing about money. 
maybe we go to school and a teacher, a well-meaning teacher tells us, you know, we aren't that creative. We don't know how to do this or that. Maybe we have our heart broken first time. Maybe we have our first job and we are or even abused or just not treated in a loving way. This is what happens to that beautiful soul that came on the planet. We are what's called now the conditioned self. Now, we all walk around like this at some point or another. I did for decades, quite frankly. What this does is it means that you're making business decisions. You're making decisions about your family, about who you might marry, about how you're going to invest your money from this position of fear and wounding. It could be shame. It could be guilt, depending on whatever your personal story is. It could be all kinds of things, but it is not an expanded view. It's a constricted view of life. Regardless of how successful somebody uh, like this could be, I know, and Mark, I bet you do too, people who on paper monetarily are very successful, never been able to connect with their kids. They have problems with their health. They have problems with their love life. They're not happy. I've had multi, multi-millionaires in my office. Just, they're not happy. They're mm. still operating and, from here. Yeah, and, and, their, and their business is still running, but it hits a ceiling. Yeah, and it might be making good money. They might be making good money, but it's constant putting out fires. It's constant lighting the fires in the first place, which is why there's fires to put out. And constant conflict, But and it's only, um, only kind of like still generating through sheer just deliver just deliver just get it done just make it happen with no other kind of uh solution direction mentoring nurturing anything like that so yeah i totally know what you mean so that what you just mentioned was so vital you're describing chaos chaos in business now you might still be delivering the service or goods or whatever that is but it doesn't sound like there's a lot of joy right? How many people, I certainly have had this many times, people that get to close to the end of their life with regrets. Nobody has ever said to me, I regret having a big bank account, but they do say, I wish I had spent more time with my family. I wish I had traveled. I wish I had done these things. When we are in a place of chaos, that's where we're operating from this. Our opportunity is to bring love in. To me, that's in the form of consciousness. Here's what that does. Starts to unfold. This is where your healing comes in. This is where your forgiveness comes in. This is how you get back, right? To this expanded place. Let me give you my unwrinkled version, right? This unrestricted place of joy, of love, of freedom. Let me give you all an example. Every single person that is on here now or whoever will be on here remembers a time when you really loved, maybe it was a person, maybe it was um, an event, but you were so excited about maybe you were creating a birthday party for this person that you love. Maybe you were doing a celebration. It was an anniversary, like your work has just, uh, your business was 10 years old. And you were so excited and so wanting to delight the people involved. Have you ever been in that situation where all of a sudden you're going, oh, I could do this. Oh, wow, it'd be so cool if we could do this. 
that's that effervescence of divine, creative, expansive intelligence coming in through the channels of something you love. I don't care if it's doing a Christmas present or creating a date night for your partner. When love is the fuel, there is this beautiful effervescence of creativity. And it is so much broader, deeper, more powerful than what you could get from that constricted state. This is something that neuroscience now is able to verify. Now, the mystics, which I study the mystics, and all the myst, all a mystic means is you have a direct connection to that energy of the divine. That's it. You don't, we don't have a special card. We don't have special handshakes or go to a special meeting. It just means you have a connection. That's all. Is that We're like, all is that, is, does it mean, is it what you just said or is it that they're just aware of the connection and other people may not be? So that's a brilliant point. We are all connected. We are all connected. We are all not aware of the connection. You are, to my mind, you are, all of us are, by virtue of being alive, right? We are sparks of that, what I call divine energy in different forms. That's it. Now, people can go their whole lives and never recognize that. People can, indigenous people do this. Many indigenous places still in the world today are happy, joyful. They may not have a word that says I'm a conscious person, but they are living in connection to the earth, to the whole of the community. They always are guided by what's good for the whole. And the whole includes the environment, their homes, their neighbors' homes, and beyond. Mm. That's what sparks joy. Yeah. That's I, I, what helps your business. Yeah, exactly. And I heard this the other day as well of like the ability to be able to be in silence. And uh, it was it was along the lines of like, you know, most people, they cannot sit there in silence. They cannot be by themselves because they mess with themselves. You know, they're messing with their own head. They're like little voices talking to them, screwing them up, you know, bringing back all these old conditions, scrumpled up emotions, yep. you know, from times of hurt. And it kind of brings us to the point of like, like, let us know in the comments, everybody. Yeah. Like, ha have you ever said something with good intention and the other person heard something completely different that they believe to be negative? Yeah. Where does that come from, Diane? Is that is that because they're hearing it from that scrumpled up old paper? I know. Don't you love that little scrumpled paper thing? Yeah. We we interpret the world and interactions, our relationships through our own filters. And when we consciously decide that we are going to the best we can, moment by moment, day by day, we're all human, relax into that foundation of love, then it opens us up to see people, to hear people in a different way. I mentioned that um, body of work that I have. It's called the Be Love Principles. The very first principle is one a lot of business guys gave me some, some some stuff about, by the way, Mark. It's greet everyone with an open heart without an agenda. Now, if you're getting ready to meet someone or be on the phone with them and, and you feel like they've screwed you over in the past, they were mean to you in grade school, uh, they used to date your wife 10 years ago, whatever it is, 
you are bringing preconceived notions and you are not meeting them open heart to open heart. You are only going to be able to see them in this really narrow or hear them in this very, very narrow field. Well, what could you be missing? I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily want people to judge me today by the girl I was in high school. I'm not that person anymore. I'm not that person. When you can consciously decide, and it takes a little practice, but just how could I greet this person? Just greet them as they are now and be open to everything they say. What could happen? Mm. It would be something amazing. That's what's mm -hmm. happened for me and my clients, actually. Mm. So let's just go back. I just want to expand on this whole, um, yeah, because, you know, a lot of people in here, a lot of people that follow real life, they want to get into property investing, they want to build business, they've got to talk with people, work with people. And if you're in, if, if you're in real estate or property investing, then it's like, you know, contractors, builders, construction, yep. uh, trades people. Um, and like, you know, love and being in flow is a very rare kind of conversation. Yeah. So, like, how would you deal with those type of relationships? Like, is it just you got to take responsibility for yourself? Or are there, like, you know, strategies that you can employ just to kind of spread the love, you know, faster amongst, let's say, external team, but also maybe internal team members again? I'm bringing it back to that. Well, that's a great example. And what I would say is I'd use a term that I have heard many investors, including ones in my own family, way before I ever did this crazy love stuff. Uh, when I was a kid, my dad, he was an entrepreneur. He had many businesses. And one of the things he loved to do was buy, develop properties, right? And sell them. And I would hear him many times say, this feels right. I have a gut feeling this feels right. So many people are already using their intuition. They just don't call it that, right? I have a good feeling about this deal. I have a good feeling about this contractor or something about this guy just doesn't feel right. Doesn't mean that the person is bad, but it means that that person may not be right for that project. So what I would say, and this is really, gonna, I hope this really doesn't blow everybody's mind, is if you're looking at a particular property, rather it's a building to renovate or it's a property that you are going to actually uh, develop right from raw land, I'd go there physically if it's possible, because I know we can't always do that. If you could go physically, I would go in the building. I would sit in the land. I would imagine what I wanted to do with it and see how it feels. Trust your body as a barometer. This is one of the ways that we get intuition, we get hits, we get feelings. If you are really overcome by fear, then you weren't able to go in kind of consciously. And that's okay. This is something you just learned. Nobody gets this in school. At least they don't teach it in the United States. I don't know about the UK, but I never got consciousness training 101 in school, even in college. Nobody ever did that. Starting now, we do have kids starting to meditate in schools and things like that, but we didn't grow up this way. So understanding or even questioning, what if there is something to this higher intelligence thing? What if 
there is an energy that has been guiding me throughout my life and is available to guide, support, and mentor me on this next phase. What if? That's a great way to start. To me, you and I were talking before we went live, you know, the right books show up. They don't show up. Our desire is what puts those things on the path for us and gives us the awareness to recognize them. That's the way I think it happens. I love it when people say, oh, this opportunity just came out of thin air. No, it didn't just come out of thin air. Your openness to be of service, your openness, your desire to, yes, develop property because you want, you know, to, that this is your job. But when you develop a residential home, for example, and you imagine a family coming in there and they got a new puppy and they're going to raise their kids and kids are going to graduate from kindergarten and junior high and high school. Maybe there'll be a wedding there. Then you are not only dealing with a building, you are infusing a vision of love into that property. And that gives it a value far beyond what you can get in dollar and cents. And what I found is that's what really causes things to expand in ways you can't even imagine. Mm, absolutely. Charlotte has asked a good question. It says, um, how would you suggest balancing one, sticking to a routine and schedule with two, leaving your time open for flowing creativity? Oh, well, Charlotte, thank you so much for that question. It's really a good one. I have um, a routine. I have a spiritual practice that I do every morning. And then I get up and do my um, do my regular work. One of the things that's part of my spiritual practice is asking, what do I most need to do today? What do I most need to know? And what do I most need to, to um, take care of? So it's not only coming from here, it's actually flowing from here. And I will allow time for just some spaciousness. So here's a good way to do that. Most of us, certainly on this side of the pond, really want every second to be filled with something. So that we're scheduled really tight. And even if we have a few minutes, we turn on a YouTube channel or we go to we turn TV on or we go to some club. All of those things are great in moderation. If we're doing that, to fill time, what we're doing is cutting ourselves off from the consciousness that could come through. I mean, I, we, my husband and I still go out, we do things, but I always have time. And I do schedule it, Charlotte, by the way, uh, for meditation. As little as 20 minutes a day of meditation will change your biochemistry in your brain. It changes the neurosynapses. Now, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I'm nothing that ends with an ist, by the way. But I've studied neuroscience, studied meditation for many years. And there are chemical changes that help you not only relax physically, but help you think in a way that you're not used to. And there are plenty of free meditations on apps and YouTube and all kinds of things like that. So that's a that's a good way to start. I would also add one thing, and Charlotte, I'm sure this has nothing to do with you, but some of my clients spend more time complaining about not having time 
than they would have if they just did a 20-minute meditation. Do you see what I'm saying? They're on the phone to their girlfriend talking about how much they don't have time and they spend an hour, hour and a half there. Hang up a little mm. earlier and meditate. Mm. I hope that helped you, Charlotte. I appreciate you being here. Yeah, I, I think it uh, is very helpful. And, um, you know, it just reminded me of a couple of things, actually, which is um, when, like when somebody says something, yeah. And and the filter that people are hearing it through, yeah. And like uh, I even had a conversation with one of my team today. Uh, they pulled me aside and they said, you know, got some feedback because they know I'm always open for feedback, no matter what it is. Yeah. And uh, they gave me the feedback. I said, yeah, thank you, absolutely, thank you very much. Yeah. So uh, and it was like on the way I delivered something, and like, uh, okay. and I'm going to give you a different example. But but anyway, the question I asked was like, do do you think I want you to win? Yeah, they were like, yeah, of course. I said, is there any part of me you believe that wants you to not win? And I said, no, I don't think so. I said, okay, so if you are perceiving that my way of delivery wasn't good and it didn't make you feel good, I take responsibility for that. Thank you for the feedback. I'm going to work on that. Yeah, but what well, advice I'm going to give to you now, if you genuinely believe and know that I want you to win and not any part of me wants you to lose at all, then you've got to seek the message. Like, like what what was it that was trying to come across even if it wasn't delivered the best you know, because i'm constantly looking to do this myself there was uh there was an old business partner i had they they were ruthless yeah and there was a point where i knew they wanted me to win because me winning mean they win got it uh, and the message the way it came across i literally bought the biggest sale in the history's in the company's history after someone else had already like lo like lost it, so it wasn't like a fresh opportunity. It had to be turned around, and and they said to me, they said, "Oh, that was lucky," because they wanted me to just keep bringing more sales. They wanted more sales, more sales. Yeah, and I didn't have this knowledge and this insight I had at the time. So obviously, I was furious. I was like, what are you talking about? You must be kidding me. Uh, but now I see they de genuinely did want me to win. Um, so now, now the question is, like, look, if you're amongst trusted people, if you're yeah. around people who do want you to win, even if it don't come across the best, just got to ask myself and, and I'll put it out there to the people. Like, you got to ask yourself, like, what is it? is the message here like there must be a message it might not be, be being delivered expertly at this moment in time uh but like or maybe it's just me and i'm not seeing or hearing it properly um and let me give you that example it was like um i've been studying the navy seals a lot and, and, and for some people that's like you know too extreme it's fear because it's about you know examples of like if you don't get things right you die and your friends could like one thing worse than dying is seeing your friend die you know, or your team member yeah but the way i see it is like you know i love the team I, the leadership the discipline and and this is what le leads me to like what charlotte is saying as well it's like you know if you just have the discipline to to wake up in the morning just that a little bit earlier then you now have the freedom or like that discipline will equal your freedom to go and have more time you just created time i mean if you wanted to meditate for 20 minutes just get up 20 minutes earlier you know my thing was i started getting up earlier earlier early. oh i want to do this now i want to do this now i want to do this now i get up at 4 a.m yeah and i and i love it and that's my time my time from 
4 a.m. till 7.30 is my time. Uh, and then my schedule for the rest of the day, including this, is all panned out. So, like, I already had that time and I'm super set up. So some people can do that. Uh, but sometimes you might need time in the day as well. So I think, you know, what you said, Diane, is absolutely, you know, game on. Like, you still got to live life, do things. We're still participating in this physical world. Uh, but at the same time, yeah. Uh, and may, may I make a, may I just give you an observation uh -huh. that um, all of that was so valuable that you shared. I look at everything as an invitation. So when someone, and it's happened rather recently to me, actually, somebody said something to me that very similar to your situation, it was not taken the way that I meant it to be taken. I looked at that as an invitation for, to my languaging, it's an invitation from love to go back and think, was I, how was I delivering it? I know what my intent was, but was I fully present when I gave this, when I was speaking to this person, was I really present or was I distracted by a fear thought and fear is really nothing but worry, stress, all of that could be in that. So I look at everything. I am great. Just like you said, thank you for the feedback. Because we don't know how we come across if we don't have people who trust us enough to share. And you're mm -hmm. right. Everybody has different, for you, the Navy SEALs are like such a beautiful example. And to this other person, it may not have been. Just being aware and open to me and um, even the scheduling thing we talked about. Everything I try to do is from a loving perspective. What does love look like here? And how does love move me forward? And I screw up a lot, Mark and all y'all, but that's, but that's my intent. And if it looks like something didn't land, instead of beating myself up over it, now I may feel bad and like, oh gosh, I didn't mean to do that. But I try to look at that with the eyes of love. How, I, and I will, for me, I just, even go inside and said, show me what's the best thing to do here. Show me how, show me a loving response. Mm -hmm. For me, it always comes back to love. And again, that may not be the word that resonates with everybody, but mm -hmm. for me, it is just, yeah, it, I'm talking about the intelligence of love. Mm, absolutely. And you just reminded me of something else, which is like, um, you know, I think, I, I have this still and I had it and it stopped me before, but it doesn't stop me anymore. And that's the fear of taking responsibility because someone will then say, yeah, you're right. You did screw up and I then use it against me. So I still have I, it's still there. But then I'm like, what's more important to me that I kind of defend myself or I just own it and be like, yeah, it's me. You know, it was my fault. Like it's my responsibility. Uh, but like, I think there's a lot of, uh, fear out there that if people do that, then, then, you know, they'll get fired or they'll be like, oh no, uh, you know, now the truth is how, what will people think less of me and that type of thing. That's a good point. Um, when I started doing this work, I went from being a marketing director at a hospital, which is a pretty normal job, right? Uh, I'd had a job there. I'd had a job at a major university. I was what I call a closet metaphysical, <laughs> closet spiritual person. And I had a lot of fear, like everybody's going to think I'm nuts. And some people did and probably still do. But the satisfaction that I have now and that I see in my clients when they live this way in flow, 
is just so much more than the fear of judgment. And if you're thinking you're going to be judged, that is a fear point, right? It was for me. It was for me. Mm, absolutely. So uh, Martin's asking a good question. Let's bring that up, see if it comes up on Put there. Put my glasses on and I'll see what Martin's saying. So how do you suggest reconditioning your mind and thoughts from being emotional about money and even the loss of money from mistakes? Oh, Martin, that is a good one. And one that I have struggled with, one that I had struggled with. Uh, I, the very first thing that I would suggest is a meditation or a silence practice, even a walk in the woods, but to get out of the environment, if it's your office or wherever it is you work, where you are feeling this stress around money, that's one thing. Also, there was a shift I made and it's um, not a lot of people think this way, but it's the way that I've come to think. I used to believe I performed this job when I had a regular job and I got a paycheck and I had to perform at a certain level to get the paycheck. As an entrepreneur, it was I perform at this level for my clients and I get paid for classes, clients, whatever that is. Now, for me, I realize that the source of my secure, my security, my source is more than a job because we all saw in the last couple of years, jobs come and go. Environments for particular products come and go. The one thing that doesn't ever change is that support and guidance from that connection to a source greater than you. Even in the last month, last month for me was crazy. We had people dying and we had people with COVID and just like all of you, stuff happened in the family. I was able to take care of uh, clients that I had booked, but I wasn't able to do anything marketing wise because I was doing what we needed to do for the family. And I got uh, invited to a couple summits. I got three different podcast invitations. By being of service and doing it in a place of love, just things opened up that I could never imagine. Now, I will tell you, Martin, this took me a while to get here, quite frankly. It didn't happen overnight. It came with trusting in an intelligent source beyond my ego. Because my ego is the one that says I work 40 hours a week, which as entrepreneurs, we know that's not the way it works. We work X number of hours a week and we get this. When I went to a service model, how do I serve? Rather, it's somebody who's ill in my family, a client, or you all as the audience. That, that shifts the energy. And I understand that's a, a little unusual, perhaps, to talk about in a business environment. But I have a master's in business administration. I was trained as a high-performance coach. I can tell you that there is a huge shift in industries as well as individual businesses by the energy that is infused in that business. The more joy, the more everything just calms down. And to me, that's worked with money as well, Martin. I hope that was helpful. Mm, yes, superb. And, uh, you know, just to add to that, Martin, I think we kind of say the same thing at Diane, but like from just my, my different experiences, um, you know, I used to be really fearful and kind of stringent over money, you know, and not want to spend it and like pinch every penny. 
And you know, the, the, the biggest thing that changed it is when money was no longer the purpose. And actually, and actually when, 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 when I found a different purpose, like you're saying service, right? So when I found my mission, which is, you know, serve people, help people. And, and, and like, that's where I started. It changed for me. I was in sales positions and, and rather, and that's how real life was born. Actually, you know, like I was training sales teams, you know, in the IT industry. And it was like people was trying to be someone else who they weren't. And I was like, look, just be yourself. Why are you trying to be someone else? Just be real. It's real life. And that's how real life was born. And it's like when you, when you find the purpose of like, I'm just here to help people. The byproduct is that money just comes, you know, and, uh, you know, I've lost money recently, you know, a few thousand, 46,000 last year. But the most much, uh, the biggest amount of money I lost was half a million. Yeah. And at that point, I'm so glad that I'd already found purpose because I was literally able to walk out of the door and just move on to the next thing. Uh, and it's, that's no exaggeration. I literally, the, the, the day I knew that that half a million was, was, uh, was, was going to be lost. I literally just walked out the door across the car park into my car and go, okay, next. <laughs> And uh, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So I hope that helps as well. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so I've got a couple of questions to ask before we wrap this up. We do have our real life uh, tribe mastermind. So this is our like, private community. Every week we have a mastermind where people, you know, brainstorm and bring whatever it is they've got going on in their business or their life. And uh, uh, so we we're going to wrap that up. So uh, two questions. Yeah, very important questions. So the first question is let's say right now you know by the way you are very much a game changer like this is game changing technology you're talking about here love is good for business especially in this real world and this world that we are in so uh let's say you got a microphone right now yeah and it translates to every language across the planet yeah what's your 30 second message for people your purpose is to live love and whatever flavor brings you joy, brings you peace, brings you, yeah, just, just that happiness of service. So if it's as a real estate investor, that's your flavor of love. If it's as an accountant or if it's home taking care of a family, live love every day, every moment, the best you can. <laughs> wonderful yeah okay so one more question but before i do that i want to thank you for coming on here diana it's been absolutely amazing uh so much value here that could be listened to over and over and over again so uh where can people find you do you have anything you can drop in the comments here a link or, or something website and uh yeah people can seek you out and uh yeah everything shows up at the right time it does. And you know what? It does not look like I can add a comment, but you could go to more from Diane and that's with one N more from Diane.com. And you can see a list. There's um, free gifts there. There's links to my websites as well as links to my YouTube channel. It has just been such a joy to be here with you, Mark, and to all these wonderful folks and these great questions. I absolutely just love and treasure this time we've had and deeply, deeply appreciate each one of you. 
Awesome. Thank you. And you can drop it in, uh, you know, once the whole thing is finished and you find it on social media, you'll be able to drop the link in there. So brilliant stuff. So it's really, really important question. So uh, we have this uh, we have this motto that we live by in our community, in the real life community, Diane. Uh, and I want to ask you this question. We always say you got to do the right thing for the right reason. Now, why is that? May I shift that just a tad? My languaging would be do the most loving thing for the most loving reason. <laughs> so why is that? Because our sense of right and wrong changes. Our sense of right might change from a society, actually. Um, when I was a little girl, the right thing to do here in the United States was assign children different schools based on their race. We no longer think that's right. But the most loving thing will never be anything but love. So to me, that is the right thing, doing the most loving thing. Nice. We love that. Thank you so much. So um, I always ask that question and see what all the different perspectives are. So and we add this to like a little library we have. So uh, we, we have a saying that we say you got to do the right thing for the right reason because it's the only way to discover your true potential. So you can you can I ask you again and you say that so we can add you to the library? If I can remember it, yes. You yeah. do. Yeah, so <laughs> you do right, the, yeah, so you right, do the right, right thing reason. at the right for the right reason. I'm going to screw this up, Mark. Tell me again. Because <laughs> it's the only way to discover your true potential. Because it's the only way to discover your true potential. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching. Thank you, Diane, for being here. You, her, Diane, she said you got to do the right thing or the, the most loving thing for the most loving reason, because that is the only way to discover your true potential. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody.